and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. You know, the more I study the Bible, the more I realize that every single book from Genesis to Revelation all point to Jesus. In the Old Testament, Jesus is predicted. In the New Testament, he is revealed, preached, explained, and expected. You find him everywhere because Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible. I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies on my blog. This next series is a hunt for Jesus in the Old Testament. It's how God's story becomes our story when we invite him into our lives. It will help us get to know God better, more intimately. And that's what he wants. He wants a relationship with us. Yes, you and me. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to study what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Genesis 28, Jacob's Stairway to Heaven Dream, A Straight Line to God. Today we have Jacob's marvelous, awesome, great, excellent adventure. In yesterday's story, Jacob stole the firstborn blessing from his older twin brother, Esau. Needless to say, Esau is angry and threatens to kill Jacob. Hence, Jacob has to flee. So we are starting at the end of chapter 27. Let's dig in. We're at 27, verse 41. From that time on, Esau hated Jacob because their father had given Jacob the blessing. And Esau began to scheme. I will soon be mourning my father's death. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. But Rebecca heard about Esau's plans. So she sent for Jacob and told him, listen, Esau is consoling himself by plotting to kill you. So listen carefully, my son. Get ready and flee to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay there with him until your brother cools off. When he calms down and forgets what you have done to him, I will send for you to come back. Why should I lose both of you in one day? Then Rebecca said to Isaac, I'm sick and tired of these local Hittite women. I would rather die than see Jacob marry one of them. On chapter 28. So Isaac called for Jacob, blessed him and said, you must not marry any of these Canaanite women. Instead, go at once to Padam Aram to the house of your grandfather, Bethuel, and marry one of your uncle Laban's daughters. May God Almighty, El Shaddai, bless you and give you many children, and may your descendants multiply and become many nations. May God pass on to you and your descendants, your seed, the blessings he promised to Abraham. May you own this land where you are now living as a foreigner, for God gave this land to Abraham. So Isaac sent Jacob away and he went to Padam Aram to stay with his uncle Laban, his mother's brother, the son of Bethuel, the Aramean. Esau knew that his father Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him to Padam Aram to find a wife and that he had warned Jacob, you must not marry a Canaanite woman. He also knew that Jacob had obeyed his parents and gone to Padam Aram. It was now very clear to Esau that his father did not like the local Canaanite women. So Esau visited his uncle Ishmael's family and married one of Ishmael's daughter, in addition to the wives he already had, which were Hittite. 
His new wife's name was Mahalath. Mahalath. Okay. She was the sister of Nebaioth and the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son. Jacob's dream at Bethel. Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and traveled toward Haran. At sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up camp and stop there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and lay down to sleep. As he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from the earth up to heaven. And he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord. And he said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather, Abraham, and the God of your father, Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants, that's Jesus. What's more, I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it, but he was also afraid and said, what an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. The next morning, Jacob got up very early. He took the stone he had rested his head against and set it upright as a memorial pillar. Then he poured olive oil over it. He named that place Bethel, which means house of God, although it was previously called Luz. Then Jacob made this vow, if or since, God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey. And if he will provide me with food and clothing, and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshiping God. And I will present to God a tenth of everything he gives me. Points to ponder. Well, Rebecca can't stand the Hittite women. So who were the Hittites? Well, they are descendants of Canaan, son of Ham, Noah's cursed son. So Esau married Ishmael's daughter. So he has three wives, two Hittite women and one Ishmaelite. Esau's descendants become the Edomites. All these ites will become part of the stories of the Old Testament as the Israelites encounter them in the promised land. But you can clearly see two distinct tree branches forming, the Arabs and the Israelites, who still live in hostility. So Jacob left alone on a 500-mile trek. God met Jacob at his lowest point. He does that a lot. You might think you're alone and things might look hopeless, but God is there. That's God's grace. God reaffirms his covenant with the next generation of Hebrews, his promise to land. Jacob promises in return to give back a tithe or 10% of everything that God gives him. That's a cheerful giver. Jacob's ladder is the exact opposite of the Tower of Babel. Remember, that was when humans wanted to build a stairway to heaven. That's in um, Genesis 11. 
but under their own power without God. Here, God builds the way up the gate of heaven. So where is Jesus in this story? Well, we learned in the Gospel of John chapter 1 that Jesus is the stairway to heaven when he calls Nathaniel to follow him. And we read in John 1 verse 45, Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, we have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathaniel. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they approached, Jesus says, now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me, Nathaniel asked. Jesus replied, I can see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathaniel exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Jesus asked him, do you believe this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the son of man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. So Jesus is the stairway between heaven and earth. And Jesus told everybody, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So how are you trying to get to heaven? Through a church, a priest, sacraments, indulgences, Mary, saints, good works? Sorry, all that is just leading you directly to hell. Salvation, forgiveness of sins. The way to heaven is only through Jesus. So if you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again, have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way nonstop ticket to heaven right up those stairs that you won't be left behind at the rapture, which can happen any minute now. This is what you have to do. Believe, repent, be baptized, receive the Holy Spirit. Believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ. And he died taking your sins away forever. Repent of your sins. Stop sinning. Do a complete 180 degree turn in your life. Surrender your life to him. Be baptized. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. And receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. And how do you do that? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And also in the bottom of today's blog, I have an old hymn, Climbing Jacob's Ladder, and then another one that's a little bit more recent, In Christ Alone, some worship videos for you. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps 
the YouVersion Bible app, and through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.